When a new game in the Resident Evil franchise was released in 2017, why were two and a half letters in its name coloured orange? The answer to that at the end of the show. My name's Tom Scott and this is Lateral. Our guests today know each other from the podcast Let's Learn Everything. They are here for mutual support, like one of those trust exercises. Although, to be honest, blindly falling backwards from time to time is nothing new to this show. I never know when we have three people who are all from the same show here, who to introduce first, who should say what. So I'm going to start in the audio on the screen. Caroline Roper, hello. Hello. Thank you for coming on. Um, let's start by introducing the podcast. What do you all do? Oh, so altogether, we, um, gosh, we're a science communication podcast, first and foremost. We share anything and everything interesting to us, from the reintroduction of beavers to the UK, uh, right through to, gosh, I'm talking all about me, but uh, what space <laughs> smells like, that's what we talk about, um, along with a lot of fun miscellaneous topics as well, like the history of funky sports in the Olympics and things like that. So a little <laughs> bit of everything. So as someone who had the reintroduction of beavers on my possible <gasps> things to film list and who also <gasps> just asked a question in a previous episode about funky sports in the Olympics. No! <laughs> no way! <laughs> this, is, this is right down our alley. Uh, next up, we have Ella Hubber. Hello. Yes, uh, I am the co-host. Yeah. One of the co-hosts. Caroline kind of took everything there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. I gave I the brief. I gave the brief, and they just filled it immediately. So thank you, um, Ella. <laughs> yeah. Let's. What are you researching for the for the show at the minute? Well, I can't. I I can't actually tell you because we go in blind. Oh. Okay. So, what have you recently researched for the show? I will. You know what? I'll just tell you. Oh, a couple of months ago, weeks ago, I did Eurovision. Yeah. And the history of politics and LGBT stuff in Eurovision. And I picked out my favourite songs. And uh, and it was great to introduce it to Tom, who's an American and has no idea what's going on. I was fully indoctrinated by the end. I was really convinced. Which brings us quite neatly to Tom Lum. Hello, hello. Who is, I think, the first guest called Tom we've had on this show. <gasps> so... I don't think it's going to cause confusion, but I'm just slightly wary about it. There, there are a lot of us around. We can call him Tom Lumperson. <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, an inside joke because my, my username is Tom Lumperson. And there have been some like actual like... Uh, uh, real like establishment websites that have called me Tom Lumperson, one, one name. <laughs> I remember hearing Donald Glover talk about how he'd registered the Twitter account Don Glover, uh, which unfortunately does... I just heard it. Yep. Yeah, it, there are there oh. are other ways to split up those letters that are not nearly as, uh, oh, no. nearly as good for him. Uh, I would... I'd lean into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that works. Um, but yeah, I host a podcast called Let's Learn Everything. It's like a science comedy show, if you've heard of it. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we learn about things, you know. We answer questions like, which animal has the most bones? Um, yeah. What's the middleest size? Yeah, I will say I also did a miscellaneous topic about uh, uh, an artistic concept just as good as Eurovision, which is uh, PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, that was a good episode, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Welcome all of you to this podcast. A little bit out of your uh, comfort zone, but hopefully you will have learned enough of everything to be able to get through it. Lateral is a quiz where the questions are so twisted they could give a contortionist a run for their money. They will bend your mind, stretch your imagination, and possibly put you in hospital for a couple of weeks after you try it. <laughs> Only one of you will leave alive. <laughs> Well, that is the we first all know time, it's going to be me. The first time in this recording run that I've got a laugh for one of the scripted jokes. Thank you all. Woo! That's great. Yeah. Let's, let's go with the first question, and it is this. In which Olympic team event can one person potentially set two new records, but their three teammates can only set one? I'll say that again. In which Olympic team event can one person potentially set two new records, but their three teammates can only set one. Ooh. So there's four people on the team. Which immediately mm-hmm. takes me to that one cycling event. I don't like know. The velodrome cycling. Yeah. Where they're, they're like, one's in front and they're like overtaking uh-huh. each other. But I. Oh, what's that called? Is it the Kieran? Karen? Something like that? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure, but it's they. one person crosses the line at the end. So maybe that they can make an, a record through that. Maybe they can make a record for how quickly they get around it in like one lap as well. That's my immediate. I'm running into a, a horrible issue, which is that we talked about how we did a topic once on like um, old forgotten Olympic events. So all I can think about is like, oh, this was when like tandem bicycling was an Olympic event. <laughs> like, there's like some like weird exception where it's like, oh, this is when like they did like hot balloon racing. And it's like, yeah, I yeah. can't. This is team musket shooting, obviously. Oh, I, I absolutely believe that those are all Olympic sports from the past. <laughs> so my first thought is like, um, you know, like um, a relay race. Maybe like there's mm. one portion of it where you run longer and so therefore you can set like a second record because like one person this is like a i'm also thinking this is like a this is the nerdiest thing in the world i was gonna say this is like oh it's like an olympic game that's like a 3v1 mario party game where it's like it's an asynchronous <laughs> video game where like one person does one thing oh, and then Tom. three people do something different right are there any asynchronous sports in the Olympics? I feel like they, there must be some. Or like asymmetrical like that, yeah. Oh yeah, as- asymmetrical, not asynchronous. Yeah, Fen- like, um, archery is is asynchronous, so is there anything yeah. asymmetrical in there? Like 3v1 basketball or something. <laughs> oh yeah, are there any team sports that have four on each side? No, that doesn't sound right, does it? Um, is it a gymnastics thing? Does anyone oh. do... Ooh. Oh. Are any of us even like a little bit close so far? Yes, uh, you've got fairly Ooh. close with relay. Ooh. Okay, so baton, like baton relay, maybe. Oh, 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 oh! Obvious. It's um, if you throw the baton far enough, you get discus and relay when you <laughs> pass it to the next person. <laughs> we will now play all the Olympic sports at once. Good luck. <laughs> That's what the decathlon used to be. It used to be all 10 at once. The horse is very confused. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a normal relay, like the 400 meter, where they do 100 meters each. That's a... But then then there's 200 meters at the end for some reason. (laughs) I mean, normal is doing a lot of work in that sentence. This, This is a normal relay for the sport, yes. Okay. A normal relay for the sport... 
Interesting. Tri- is there like a triathlon relay where so, you know you pass oh, it off? To, you do like it. You do like someone does the swim, someone does the cycle, someone does the run. That would be sick. They should make that. Here's the good news. You've now mentioned every word in the answer here. <gasps> oh, it's a swimming relay. Yes. Is a swim- and they're doing different types of swimming in between the relay, like a breaststroke or. You know, front crawl. There's something different about one of the people in that relay, or one of the positions in that relay, that means they're eligible for a record that none of their teammates are. They start or finish. Do they, like, dive in, maybe? (gasps) Yeah. You you both got it between yourselves there. No way! The first person in that swimming relay is just swimming the correct distance for an Olympic event, but all Uh the others are done via handoffs. They don't dive in at the start. Well, actually, it's, it's backstroke is the first one. It's not diving in. They start in the water as normal with a backstroke. So everything okay. else is handed off. It's not eligible for another record. But they can, in theory, set a single distance record and then also set a relay record at the same time for everyone. And has that ever Amazing. actually happened? Uh, I do not have any record well, of that happening. But If it hasn't... Tom, I don't know if you're up to anything this Sunday, but <laughs> we, we got a team going. <laughs> there are four Yo, of us here. And we clearly have great teamwork. That was amazing. Hey, high five. Great. I'm going first, though. I want to get the two records. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what will tear us apart. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. The connection streak <laughs> is coming out here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's the main issue is our teamwork, not our ability to be Olympic level swimmers. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Yes, you're right. The first leg of a swimming relay is backstroke. They start in the water so they can also set a a normal one-leg record. But everyone else starts with a handover and that is different, not eligible. But the whole team can still win a world record for the group. Each of our guests has brought a question with them and I am assured that despite all being friends off the same podcast, they do not know each other's questions and I certainly don't know any of them. So we will start with Ella. What have you got for us? Okay, so thank you to Cooper Wiseman for sending this question and it is, in December 1988... Denny's made a small, charitable gesture to its hard-working employees. That meant tradespeople had to be sent to 700 of its diners to solve a problem they hadn't had before. What was it? I'll say that once more. In December 1988, Denny's made a small, charitable gesture to its hard-working employees. (gasps) This meant that tradespeople had to be sent to 700 of its diners to solve a problem they hadn't had before. What was it? Caroline, you, you gasped. Do you know this? I think I think I know the answer, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut for a little bit. Yeah. How do you? I thought, is Denny's also, is Denny's a UK thing? No, yeah. we don't have it. I thought you'd get this, Tom. It's up to the two Toms. All right, two Toms together. Here we go. Let's <laughs> sync up. All right. We got this. <laughs> it's got to be a Christmas thing, surely. That's what I was right? thinking with mm-hmm. December, yeah. Because Denny's is famously yeah. open 24-7 every day of the year. No. Is Jenny's just every day? No, you're, no, no. You're right. Denny's is 24 hours for every day of the year. It's got to be a Christmas celebration thing that they sent to their employees. I'm wondering if it's like a tree thing or like a light, like a light tree tree lighting thing. Maybe they they have to like worry about the the inside conditions for having a tree everywhere. 
it was, it was phrased as like a gift, right? Or something like that? A, a small charitable gesture. I feel like a tree is a terrible <laughs> yeah, gesture. Yeah. <laughs> you you, Take you have to work on Christmas, on Christmas Day, but here's a tree. <laughs> <laughs> here's a present. You take care of this thing. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not. Okay, what tradespeople are there? Like plumbers, electricians? Yeah. Could they have blown the circuit somehow? Or clogged the drains somehow i think if you think about you you've got it that it was something about christmas if you think about what kind of gesture you would give to someone a shop that is open 24 hours a day 365 days a year i'm loving watching you two try and figure this one out <laughs> as somebody who also knows the answer i'm just this is this is very entertaining we nearly didn't do this as part of the format you know we nearly just had me be the uh, the question master for the whole thing and sometimes i regret it sometimes i regret it (laughs) well tom i will say and i'm sure you have these strategies i've actually having listened to a lot of episodes i I have three like really good strategies for for solving these first one is uh check the comments (laughs) (laughs) no they're saying christmas tree too which is weird um, second one is fast forward 30 yep. seconds until we yep. get to the answer. Um, and then the third solution is, um, oh, actually, I know this one. So it's just, yeah. just you, Tom. Yeah. Actually, just you. Just you. Because yeah. I know it. Because I do know it. But Okay. What do you give someone at Christmas? You give them a present. You give them Presents. something charitable. You, you can't just be, they gave them money. Mistletoe. And they gave them money and everyone took Christmas off and they had to bring extra people in. Oh, you kind of hit something. You said... You said the right thing then. Oh, they, they gave everyone money. Get the, they give them time off? Yeah. And then is it because... Is it because they're like so used to running 24-7 that they didn't... That they, they needed someone to like... Did they just close the restaurant for Christmas? Yes, yeah, they did. They closed. But what does that mean for the restaurant that's open 24 hours? There's something that's never been turned off in there. So they broke something in there because it had never been turned off you're you're on the right lines they are they were missing they were missing something because of this business model they have they were missing the keys they'd never closed (laughs) they gave their employees (laughs) the day off they had to lock up the restaurant and they'd never locked it yeah yeah that's exactly it that's amazing (laughs) wait what I just imagine that they, they like go to put the key in the lock and there's no like lock hole. Like they've just, they weren't made designed that way. They just go, dunk. And it's like. So yeah, basically the tradespeople that were called in were locksmiths. No. They either had to no. add locks to the doors that had never been locked. I was joking. That's actually <laughs> what happened. Or they had to replace locks where they had lost the keys because they hadn't used them for so long. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And I'll add that they never did this again because they lost $5 million <gasps> at the time <laughs> for closing for a single day. Next question's from me. Good luck, folks. In September 2003, the Diamond Information Center started promoting something that had the potential to increase the sale of diamond rings by up to 100%. What was it? And one more time, in September 2003, the Diamond Information Center started promoting something that had the potential to increase the sale of diamond rings by up to 100%. What was it? They introduced Patriarchy 2. <laughs> the sequel <laughs> to Patriarchy. Now you gotta wear two. Did some kind of 
big event, big celebrity around that time do something and they got that person to wear the diamond. I don't know, the queen's wearing a diamond. It's, <laughs> look, it's how good that is. The queen's wearing, a... I don't know. Was it, so was it sales of diamond rings or diamonds? Uh, mm. Diamond rings. Diamond oh. rings specifically. That's very interesting. They did something or they advertised something. They started promoting something. Started promoting marriage as a concept. <laughs> Nobody had ever got married before. Although, I mean, that part of that's true with all the like De Beers stuff, right? With like wedding rings. De, De Beers basically just invented the concept of the diamond ring, right? Or promoting it as a. I can't remember my. I can't remember my De Beers history, and I feel like off this podcast, at least one of you will know that. I was literally just about to ask, like, when did we start wearing diamond rings as a wedding thing? I believe that's relatively recently, and I believe that was that was all De Beers marketing. I don't know if this is going to be on the same level where it's like, get a diamond ring for graduation or when you go to Denny's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. in, every, in every Denny's happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you get more people to buy diamond rings? The health properties of diamond <laughs> oh that's nefarious yeah lab-grown diamonds i was just gonna say synthetic di maybe the perfect diamond ring from it being a synthetic ring is the year imp is it like tied to like a movie that year maybe mm. oh. titanic <gasps> no that was <laughs> you know the heart of the ocean that was i think that was a sapphire though Right. Also a necklace, right? Am I right? It, it's a new tradition <laughs> to throw diamonds into the ocean. That's a that's a whole new tradition that they're trying to create there. Oh, that's good. I was going to say, it's like, don't be like one of those chumps with like a sapphire necklace. Get a diamond ring instead. <laughs> <laughs> you stay on that door. <laughs> Tom, you're actually quite close. They were trying to create a new rationale for buying a diamond ring. Okay. Oh, scarcity? Like a, fake, a false scarcity. Ooh. And that's that's the whole diamond industry, I think. Yes, but like an extra, an extra mm. bit. We've thrown them all of the diamonds in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Did mm. they start advertising diamond wedding rings for men? Ooh. Oh, that that they should. They should diamond wedding rings for pets <gasps> for children? So down, Charlie and Teddy. <laughs> Uber for wedding rings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know someone's pitched that as a startup. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere in Las Vegas. Someone has pitched that as a startup. If you're if you're getting married in Vegas, oh, yeah. they will ship a they will they will arrive with someone in Elvis costume and a diamond ring at twenty minutes notice. You know that's some company in Vegas. That's not a bad idea. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, don't be wrong, like marrying on 20 minutes notice in Vegas is a terrible idea, but the company <laughs> solid. Yeah. Did they start advertising diamond rings for divorces? Ooh. Not quite, <laughs> but you're actually not no too way. far away with that. Ooh. They were trying to increase the sale of diamond rings by up to 100%. So with rings for Ooh. men as well, you're nearly there. With rings for divorces, you're nearly there. <laughs> There's one other thing here that they were trying to trying to sell. So 100% means that everyone who already has a diamond. So there's someone Is it like backup rings? Ooh. Like like get buy buy two get one free for your next marriage or something like that? <laughs> one on each hand. One on <gasps> each hand. <gasps> no! Stop. No way. Yes! What that doesn't even make 
No, 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 no. I mean, if you're going to say that doesn't really make sense, neither does like the ring and the diamond on it itself. Mm -hmm. But it's not like buying two for the wedding. There was one other trick they were trying to do here. So yeah, you would you would wear your wedding ring, but you could also have one on the other hand for what? I know there's eternity rings. That's a oh, um, or like a promise ring, similar sort of thing. Or is it like when two people hold hands together, the rings are both... <gasps> they interlock. <laughs> I don't know. Are both photographable? And this, this is, by the way, the, the Diamond Information Centre is marketing on behalf of De Beers. You were, you were right there. It's, it's oh, all yeah. the it's All of these are here. It's, it's actually much, uh, much simpler and a bit more selfish than that. Is it like an investment just because like it's a good... Because the price of diamonds will go up? Is it a... Ooh. have a backup have a so the the gimmick is that you know some people will have a ring on their left hand because they're married then you can also have one on your right hand because because you're divorced because <laughs> you're not married because you're uh a, a pregnant because your your child your child is getting married <laughs> Uh, I can't think of any. Is, is it about marriage? The other no, no. The other. It's have... it's even more basic than this. I, you, I mean, I'll give you not married. The reason was just for yourself, just because oh. you can. What you've you've got I'm your sorry, wedding what? ring on your left hand. Buy one as a gift for yourself. Put that on your right hand. That was their shtick. What terrible marketing! Did it work? Uh. They say that a few months after the campaign, a 15% rise in non-bridal diamond sales was reported. How much of that is from this campaign? How much of that was diamonds coming into fashion? I don't know. Mm, okay, no, no, no. I am seeing when you phrase it a certain way where it's like, it, it's like you're actually like you're going against the patriarchy. You get one for yourself. Like that's empowerment. I can see how that can be spun a certain way. I That's, that's. You know, whoever like Mad Men came into the room one day and was like slammed on the board like two rings, and they were like, "What do you mean?" It's like one for yourself, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you apply that to like watches. It's like we're two watches. Why not? But what kind of marketing is? But you've got one. You that's what you wanted. Now get another one. That's it. Get more. Why? Just <laughs> the slogan was: Your left hand says we, and your right hand says me. Oh, oh I'm annoyed, um, but I kind of like that, it. <laughs> that, that Don Draper, he got it. He got us. We go over to Tom for the next question whenever you're ready. This listener question has been sent in by Jack Lawrence. In 2023, Michael Dorman sued his parents for a loan repayment. He produced a document from the year 2000, apparently showing that they had a repayment agreement. The defense proved that the entire document was visibly fake without advanced forensics. How? I'll say it again. In 2023, Michael Dorman sued his parents for a loan repayment. He produced a document from the year 2000, apparently showing that they had a repayment agreement. The defense proved that the entire document was visibly fake without advanced forensics. How? My initial thought was that it was a repayment for being born or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> but now I'm thinking it's, he's much older than that. I've got to step out of this one. I think I know that story. <gasps> Caroline, oh! Ella, this one's up to you. 
Okay. Okay. So the does the repayment have any what the loan was for have any bearing on the or is it or is it really just it being about it being fake? Not particularly. It's okay. not it's not okay. like a yeah. Was it was it handwritten? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they were like, well, this is clearly just a handwritten note. Was it in a country that's name had changed in the last twenty three years? Ooh. And he had put the wrong name of the country down. That's very interesting, Caroline. It's a you're you're on a vein like that. It's not that though. That's a great. That's a great thinking. Okay, though. something to do with spelling, like terrible or terrible legalese. Like it just none of it made any sense. So real bad. I've got to check in here just to make sure that I'm not being not going to humiliate myself by coming out too early. This is this is like an anachronism on that page, right? Correct. And it was it was the whole document. What does anachronism mean? Um, like doesn't fit with the timeline. Anachronistic. It's like having ah. a, a a cell phone in like an eighties, uh, you know, uh, period piece. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, the document was supposedly from the year two thousand. Oh, it was not okay. It was um, from a computer or something that hadn't been made yet. Uh, Ooh. Or it's from a company that hadn't been established yet. You're on. You're on. The, you're getting. You're getting warmer. You guys are getting warmer. So, co- not computer or company. Um, it was in a font that hadn't been made in 2000. <gasps> no now, way! You guys, yes! I gotta say, you guys are so close. You just gotta name that font. <laughs> <laughs> Helvetica New. The thing is, no, that's I, I can name the font. I am that kind of nerd. Oh my god, Tom. <laughs> the font is a guess. The font is a complete guess, but this has happened a couple of times. So there was, and I cannot remember which country it was, there was something, some political scandal where someone had forged a document by just doing it in the mm-hmm. default font in Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. <gasps> but the default font changed about 2007. And so it was meant to be in Times New Roman. It was actually in Calibri. Yes. There we go. Oh, my goodness. And there was there was something years earlier. Sorry. Hello. Welcome to Tom's font knowledge. Um, <laughs> there was a scandal. Yeah, the, a side podcast of lateral. <laughs> <laughs> this must have been like late 2000s. because It was a US election thing. Uh, and a news organization published a fake memo, a fake document that was meant to incriminate someone or you know, cast aspersions on a presidential candidate. Can I remember the candidate? No. Can I remember the year? No. Can I remember that they got caught because it was meant to be typewritten, but it was actually in Courier New, complete with superscripts for where they'd written like third or something like that, which doesn't happen on a typewriter. Uh- that, <laughs> that I can remember. <laughs> I will say I, I looked this up on Wikipedia and on the the page for Calibri there it's it says like this has been involved in legal issues and there were like five footnotes there are like five to ten footnotes it's like but 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 like this has happened multiple times which is wild so um, uh, according to the notes Dorman produced a document that had been printed in a font called Calibri this only became a standard font in Microsoft Word in 2007 and wasn't even created by the creator <gasps> Lucas DeGroote until 2004. But wow. I I do love the idea of him being like, like them be like, this was made in this font. Him being like, I'm actually like 
friends with Lucas and he let me like play around with his <laughs> prototype font like early. I got early access. Actually, that's actually what happened. I actually invented this one and it was stolen. He, yeah, 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 exactly. exactly yeah. He stole it from me. Did, did this get to court? Because I feel like this is a sort of thing that one yes, of the lawyers... Yes, it did. How did one of the lawyers not throw that out? Like you'd think they would have sent that to the uh, to the other lawyer at some point and gone, folks, can we can we talk about this rather than actually getting to court and doing a, a dramatic Perry Mason walk down the the court and go, I submit to the judge. <laughs> if you look at this serif, look at these two letters. Uh, apparently, because they didn't have a. Um, like a a font expert, they didn't have to, they have Tom on the on the case, uh, Tom's <laughs> platform on the case. They apparently recreated the document in Calibri in the same font and then showed it to the judge, and they looked identical. Um, but this is basically a pro tip uh, for all you real forgers out there. Got to use Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. If they had used Comic Sans. Comic Sans had had been invented, I believe, in 1994, 1990. Um, so they would have gotten away if you if you had just if you had only. But you but you you looked down on on Comic Sans, could have <laughs> saved you. So the the defense knew that the document from the year 2000 was fake because the font it was written in had not been invented yet. Next one's from me, folks. Good luck. At 8 a.m. on the 16th of September, 2020, millions of people in Sudan found themselves unable to access the internet using their mobile data, but just three hours later, everyone had the service restored. This turned out to be a planned outage. But what was the reason for it? So one more time, 8 a.m. on 16th of September, 2020, millions of people in Sudan found themselves unable to access the internet using their mobile data, but just three hours later, everyone had the service restored. This turned out to be a planned outage. But what was the reason for it? Does Sudan have a king or a prince? Is it that what well, who's their their ruler? Their a president? So that so that the the ruler of Sudan could watch Netflix without it being throttled. <laughs> I was gonna say this is like Tiger King era. This is like September twenty twenty, so we're 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 in COVID times. Um Sorry, I've, I've, it... ju I've just been told by the producer that the, that the answer is who is head of state of Sudan is kind of a tricky question. So we're just going just to move over that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. So, Fair enough. <laughs> well, whoever it is, they were watching Netflix on the 16th of September 2020. Was it to stop everyone from Googling something at the same time? Is this, is this like a politically thing or is this something more like commercial or like technology based mm. than it is like a yeah maybe something like this there's a, there was some kind of um real hot hot merch drop that they were trying to stop people from grabbing up all the merch <laughs> my brain went to were they trying to increase the sale of wi-fi uh like providers uh, you you've picked up on something there caroline yeah it was only the mobile data that went out okay oh very interesting was it to like upgrade to like a new G, like four uh, G to five? Blah 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 blah. I don't think Sudan was getting five G in twenty twenty. Yeah. We barely got it here. <laughs> mobile data went down. Why find things were still working? Where does where does mobile data come from? Is it like Our different from the way we get <laughs> towers? Right, I believe so. Yeah, is this yeah. I'm wondering if, this... if you would need to like take turn the towers off for like a environmental reason maybe maybe there's like a migration of birds or something yeah you know how when 
plane like traffic is low or boat traffic is low whales can hear each other better they like speak more during that those like moments oh. i did not know that yeah so when there's been like prolonged plane outages due to various reasons whale song picks up loads during those times because they the sounds disrupt their um communications wow. between each did other did you say plane That's outages so cool. there i think you may did you, did you mean boat boat or plane no planes as well that they can hear oh, the really? sounds yeah that it's all transmitted down into the ocean they can hear a lot down there wow so yeah, i didn't know that uh it's a lovely story unfortunately not oh. it wasn't whales <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't for the, the whales around sudan is it, not, is it an animal reason? I'm thinking like birds might, maybe if there was some like migration pattern. No. Oh yeah, migratory. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. really, we're going science-y here because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Caroline, earlier on, you, you, you said to stop everyone Googling at the same time. Oh. It's not quite there, but it's close. Is this sport related at all? I wonder if there's, you know, if there's like an event where, uh, you know... Oh, is it kind of like, you know, how you have to turn your phone off when you're in an aeroplane because it disrupts all of like the controllers? If it's about searching for something or looking at something online, maybe. And maybe there was a... But the Wi-Fi was still up. Yeah, that's yeah. true. If the Wi-Fi was up, then... Is it something to do with the signal that phones are emitting or... Maybe a new Tom Scott video had dropped and they didn't want everyone to rush <laughs> all at once to go see it. <laughs> All right, stop sucking. You got a point for that? No, absolutely not. not. Get... Two reasons: one, I'm not. I don't want to reward that. And second, we don't have points. We're not tracking them. <laughs> <laughs> Does someone win at the end of this show? The audience, maybe. Certainly not me. Maybe. Hopefully. I'm just going to hold on to. We're not going to reward that. That's online. That I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. all the time from now on. <laughs> We're going to have to start implementing that on, oh, on our yeah. podcast when Tom <laughs> tries to make a joke. We're not going to reward that. Um, Again, Caroline, like you, you came in with, you know how everyone has to turn off their phone when? And then you went to airplane. And that bit's not right. When you're in the cinema, was everybody being forced to watch something <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> 8 a.m. Yeah, 8 a.m. <laughs> voting. Voting? Something to do with... It was like a... Yeah, maybe to, to, so that people would not be able to, like, uh, uh, corroborate with each other. Cheat in the vote? Yeah, yeah. Is that? But they would still have normal cell service. You've got very close with cooperation, collaboration, and preventing things like that. Exam. Was it an exam? That's <gasps> it. Oh! Great job, Ella! Wow! Oh my goodness! It was the national high school exams, and you're right. It's COVID times. This would this would have been August oh. and earlier, but they've been postponed. So yes, eight a.m. sixteenth of September, twenty twenty. There was a national examination, and so as an experiment, they just turned off cell data so students <gasps> could wow. not Google the answers. Did it work? I do not know whether it worked or not. <laughs> i feel like if they didn't if they're not doing it still probably not. maybe not yeah yeah students will find a way to cheat no matter <laughs> yeah. what i was gonna say yeah yeah, yeah. ella that did is... you cheat at school is that what you're confessing <laughs> to right now <laughs> oh sorry i'm drinking water <laughs> <laughs> i can neither confirm nor deny 
<laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll be like, I don't know, that doesn't work. All you have to do is like, da, 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 da. It's, it's very yeah, easy. Yeah. Can you, God, can you imagine if, if you did it though, though, and you're just like, you're just a student, you're just like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh no. Caroline, time for your question, whenever you're ready. Amazing. This is a listener question that has been sent in by Cressida. Katie went for a new job at a prestigious employer. She was 50% more likely to go through to the next round compared to the past when asked to take off her shoes and sit behind a full height partition. What was the job? I'll say it again. Katie went for a new job at a prestigious employer. She was 50% more likely to go through to the next round compared to the past when asked to take off her shoes and sit behind a full height partition. What was the job? Full, a full height partition. So she's, what? so she's blocked off visually from the interviewer, from whoever's hiring. Yeah, yeah. So the partition stopped Katie and the panel of people uh, from seeing each other. But, they, but she's taken her shoes off. For some reason, <laughs> that's that's what's very interesting to me. Is this like is this like a bank teller? No. Why do you say that? Oh, because if you're a bank teller, there's like a partition, and maybe you have to be tall enough so that they can see you. <laughs> ah. I know. Am I being? But am I? That makes a lot of sense. I love it. So you're saying they have to be tall enough to look over the partition in this scenario? Yeah. But why? Why fifty percent? And why do you take your shoes off? Yeah, I don't know if that number is specific or... Can you see under the partition? No, so the partition is specifically designed to prevent Katie from seeing the employer panel and the employer panel from seeing Katie. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So are we seeing Katie's lower half? You're seeing nothing. It is a full height. Oh, okay. Maybe the shoes gave away... Maybe the sound of the shoes gave away her gender or something about her. I was thinking about yes, that. Yes, okay. Spot on, yeah. It's because you can't see her and then you can't work out stilettos or uh-huh. footfalls or anything like that. So, okay, you're 50% more likely to get the job. If you're not a woman <laughs> in this scenario. Or if they don't know what your gender is. Yes, well, so a prestigious. Podcast host. Industry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the most prestigious. What do you what do you call four men in a room? A podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would I would say I would try and come up with a specific example, but I feel like almost any prestigious industry or the tops tend to be men. Banking. There's gotta be a trick to this though. There always is in these questions. There's gotta yeah. be something. I'll give you a little something. She didn't even speak to the employer panel. That's fascinating. Did they smell her? <laughs> <laughs> Just vibe. The employer panel were dogs acting entirely by <laughs> sense. <laughs> she had to do something for the interview. Yeah, if she didn't speak, she had, she had to... Perf- wait, wait, wait. Did you say she didn't speak or they couldn't hear her? I said that she didn't speak. Not that they couldn't hear her. What is happening? Is she a musician of some kind? This is a performance. (gasps) And the... I don't know where I'm going with this. Because I don't see why there'd be a gender selection for how good your 
violin performances. I'm going to guess an instrument. Is it is it an orchestra? It is an orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is at the beginning of this. I was going to say as a joke. This is like the thing that happens in Tar, but that this is actually a thing. So yeah, please continue. Like, is this sorry the thing that happens in Tar? Because I've heard a lot of things about the movie and not sure what. They do a they do like a blind audition of a person, and then Lydia Tarr notices that the shoes of the person walking away, like underneath the partition, she can see the shoes, and she knows it's like a person that she fancies. So, so, and I was like, so I, I was gonna say that as a joke, but I think is this actually what's what's happening, Caroline? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, like in the nineteen seventies, uh, top orchestras, especially in the US, had as few as five percent women in their Holy ranks. moly! Yeah. Um, so to improve this bias, many orchestras implemented blind auditions um, where players would like perform um, anonymously behind like a screen, that partition. But they found that the sound of shoes often gave it away of if it was a man or a woman or not. And therefore, some bias still was happening. Um, so to combat this, they made performers take off their shoes before the auditions, before the uh, before doing their initial performance. And researchers found that this method increased the chance of women passing the first round of auditions by 50 <laughs> percent. That is nuts. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Instrument <laughs> playing, playing a violin. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Which brings me to the last order of business. At the start of the show, I asked this question, which was sent in by Matt Sheldon. When a new game in the Resident Evil franchise was released in 2017, why were two and a half letters in its name coloured orange? Two and a half. Do the... Two and a half. I should know this. I do love some of the Resident Evils. Did they spell, like, the high, spell the number of the game? Yes. Yeah, that has to be yes, it. Yes, they did. How? Is it, oh, 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 is it Village? Is it Resident Evil Village? And it's like they do the V-I- No, that came out like a couple of years ago. Okay. I mean, you're right. You've just missed a slightly more obvious place those letters could be. Evil. In the word evil, yes. Okay, okay, yeah. Yes, it was Resident Evil 7, which is V-I-I in Roman numerals, and they took the V, the I, and half the L from evil to make that's seven. Oh! Congratulations to all our players. Um, normally, I hand over to each individually to say what's going on in your world. But in this case, let's just go for the chaos. Tell me about Let's Learn Everything. Right now, the device you're listening to, you're listening to podcasts. You're a fan of podcasts. If you want to hear us, we host a podcast called Let's Learn Everything on the Max Fun Network. Every episode, we learn about a science topic, we answer a science question, and we learn about a miscellaneous topic. Um, so, for example, uh, on a single episode, we learned about the science of pregnancy tests throughout the ages. We calculated the middlest size in the universe, and then we learned about the history of fan fiction. Uh, we do a lot of research, but we also make fun of each other. Uh, we think the best way to learn is with friends who are excited and who make dumb jokes. Tom, did you write that? I did. <laughs> and you can visit if you want to see everything is at let's learn everything pod.com and if you like lateral you will definitely like let's learn everything because we learn this kind of stuff all the time and if you want to know more about this show you can do that at lateralcast.com where you can also send in your own listener questions we have video highlights every week at youtube.com slash lateralcast and you can find us at lateralcast pretty much everywhere with that thank you very much to caroline roper Woo. 
to Ella Hubba. Woo! And to Tom Lom. Ka-chow! <laughs> <laughs> My name's Tom Scott, and that's been Lateral. <laughs>